for far too long. We've been told what to do, what to think, how to be. No more. The old paradigm is crumbling, falling all around us. Burn it all. It's my mission to bring you back to your natural state of luxury, to lead you to an empowered place with energetic intention. Luxury is a personal, expansive experience, one that's been kept from you, hidden away, a soul experience broken into a million pieces. Luxuriously fierce is for those who know there's more, who desire more, even if you don't know what more is. It's for those who are ready to burn old paradigms to the ground and walk through the flames to the other side. For those who are ready to be bold in their being, fierce in their feminine. Luxuriously Fierce is not just a brand, it's a movement. It's not something I do, it's something I am. Together, we are setting fire to the old and forging a new path, a new world. One where openness and truth are the norm, where changing the world begins with healing yourself. If you're here on this earth, in this lifetime, to light a fire and burn everything you believe to be true to the ground, Welcome to my world. Burn it all and watch the ashes fly. Welcome back to the Luxuriously Fierce podcast. I am so excited to have Jackie B with me here today. Jackie is an RN and a shamanic soul guide. She guides you back home to you and helps you live life on your own terms through soul exploration, discovery, and healing using so many different healing modalities, including shamanic breathwork, NLP, and pranic energy healing. I'm so excited to talk about shamanic soul guide and what that is and what that looks like. I don't know a lot about this topic, so I'm really excited to have you here, Jackie. Thank you for being here. So excited to be sharing. (laughs) Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey and, you know, how you got from where you were to where you are, a little bit about your why, you know, why is this your thing? (laughs) I would love to. So first I call myself an RN because I'm a registered RN. I have a bachelor's degree in nursing and also three and a half years of pre-med before that. I have a lot of the mind and the body have always attracted me ever since I was a little girl in kindergarten. We did like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I made my rocket ship that I was going to be a a kid doctor because I want to help people. I want to help kids. Like, so I knew from a young age that I was going to be in, in the medical field of some sort, being able to be that person that helps people. I was like, cause sick kids, sick kids need help. I don't like people being sick. I want them to be healthy. I want them to enjoy life as a little, little munchkin. That's where my path kind of started. I went into my pre-med and I loved it, but something felt like it was missing. And I was like, okay, what, what is this feeling? I'm pretty self-aware even back then, even though I didn't acknowledge that that was what's going on. You always get that intuitional guide, like saying something that, like that. So I was like, what's, what's missing here? Why, why is this not feeling the same way it was when I started? And I realized that to me, 
being a doctor, I don't have as much time interacting with people the way I thought originally in my mind a doctor does once I was in, in the practice and in the field. I'm like, I don't want to see my patients for only 15 minutes and be next, next, next. That's not the, the life I want to live. And so I'm like, okay, but what do I want to do? I'm still passionate about people. And then I was like, okay, I think nursing might be what, what I need to be because I still am in the same realm, but I'm the eyes and the ears of the doctor. I get more of that interaction one-on-one -on -one time with these people. And that's where my heart is. I'm divine compassion and love at the source, like always. So I went in there and even going through, I loved, I loved what I did. I did many different aspects. I w went from end to life care to bringing babies into the world and home care, nursing home. And like, I've had experiences a little bit everywhere. Even before I was a registered nurse, I did CNA. And so I worked in the float department. So that means I went all over the hospital, seeing all the different departments. I love that variety and being able to connect to people in all stages of life and which makes sense of why I do what I do now. So then, so then I was like, okay, but still something's missing. Like I've done all this and then I've created beautiful memories, beautiful connections, but something inside me is like, there's still something that's not right. I still feel like I'm holding myself back that I have more to give to people. It's kind of like the, the golden handcuffs of like, like, I love what I do, but I, I, I have stuff besides what I'm allowed to share in this container because of, because of the policies and things like that, I can't tell you that there's more than just this pill, you know what I mean? Or, or this med medicine, like mm -hmm. I believe that everything's interwoven and that's the big push of why I created my business because I believe true wellness is not just the physical. It's not about here's a symptom going on, let's hide it and get rid of it. And like I, I always say, like, I am done putting band-aids on bullet holes. Yeah, I want to help absolutely. you get to the source and like doing that, like you have to look at all aspects of life. You have to look at your mental health. You have to look at your emotional health. You have to look at your physical health, your spiritual health, your energetic health. They're all interconnected. If something is going awry in one, it's the way of your being telling you to look at all pieces of it and figure out it's a, it's a, like a big science experiment. I actually had a client say that to me. She, she's like, you're like a soul scientist. <laughs> you like, you like go in and you see all these different aspects and you play with it. And that's what healing's all about to me. It's not, it's not the dirty work and like, oh my gosh, this is so heavy. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's not, I'm not going to say it's easy by any means, but it doesn't have to be Debbie Downer. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to feel that way. It's looking at it and saying, I'm not broken. Like some, so many people that I hear is like, let me, let me see, this is what's wrong with you. Let's fix it. I'm not here to fix anything because you're whole right as you sit right now, you are a beautiful whole being. And I see that in every person I come into, I see that beautiful, pure potential. It's just remembering who you truly are. And that's why I say it's about coming back home. And so, so for me, realizing that gap and saying, okay, I have so much more to offer. I have all of this knowledge for a reason. I went through all of this. I've always been in the holistic mindset too. So I've always been taking trainings and courses and things like that for my own personal game. And I think the big point in, in that game for me that started opening all these questions is I had a thyroid cancer scare in between my kiddos. So I have three boys and my middle son, he was born and I lost all my baby weight. And I've always been kind of, I, I suffered from anorexia and things. So like, I've always been like kind of body conscious when it comes to that. And I'm aware of that. And I've worked through a lot of that. 
but I lost all my weight within the two weeks of having him. And then all of a sudden I slowly started gaining weight. And so I was telling myself stories of actually doubting my intuition in that point, because I would bring it up to the doctor every appointment, like, Hey, by the way, like I'm starting to put on weight, like that something doesn't feel right. And she's like, Oh, you just had a baby. No big deal. Like you just had a baby and like kind of like blew me off, which then told me that my, my, like in the background looking like I'm not safe in my own thoughts. Like I don't, I don't have to, like, I don't trust myself. And that's what is instilling me. And in the moment I didn't realize that. And I'm like, okay, Jackie, you're just being, you're being like overly cautious. It's like, you always like when you suffer from something like that, like I know I always have the residue of those times when I was anorexic. Like, I know I still have those thoughts where I look in the mirror sometimes and I catch myself. Like, why are you judging yourself? Like your body has done so much for you and took so much abuse from you and still loves you and is still. So it's, so I would talk myself out of what I was actually feeling like, okay, you're overreacting. Like, it's fine. Like, it's fine. This is a new chapter of your life. You don't have to be perfect. You created this beautiful little being. Just be present here. And that's what I tell myself. But then, like, it kept coming. And I am, like, people look at me and they're like, oh, you're a little heavier set. How can you be teaching wellness and health? Like, I've had somebody actually say that to me. I eat, anyone that knows me, like, I eat super clean. Yes, I treat myself and things like that. I'm not I don't deprive myself. I don't believe in, in depriving. Like I've done the yo-yo diet and I've done all of that. That's not health either. Like you have to, you have to feed your soul and follow that. Like I majority of the time eat very clean. I move my body. I do everything that, that you're supposed to quote unquote, but I kept putting on the weight and I'm like, what is going on until my son's six month appointment. And I went in and once again, I still got blown off. Oh, Jackie, you're overreacting. Once again, you're just a mom. Like, remember that. Like, things are going to be different now. And I stopped and I, in that in my tracks, because I have this inner power. And at that point, it would come and go because I doubted myself. But in that moment, I was like, enough is enough. Like, that sacred rage of love came out and was like, no, I'm standing my ground because I know myself. I know myself well enough that there's something not right here. So, I shared with her. I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm not leaving here until you listen. You, I've been telling you this for six months that I don't feel like this. Something is not right in my body. I know my body. Like, I'm like, you have not even assessed any of this. You just keep playing it off as normal. I said, but I am now more like I am a heavier now than I was nine months pregnant. I'm like, that is not normal. I don't know. I don't care who you are. That's not normal. When I'm telling you that I'm not doing anything to cause this and it's just happening and I don't know why. And I said, that's, I'm trusting you to help me figure that out because that's why I come here. And, and, and she said, and she's a sweet, sweet doctor. I'm not, I'm not saying anything answer, but she, she's like, well, you carry it well was the response. Like, I, can, I can just like feel that, like that, that all that insecurity, that rage, like come out. And I'm like, I don't care if I carry it well, I don't, I'm not here to please you by looking good. Like I'm telling you that my body is not okay. Like there's something going on for my body to be doing this. And I don't know exactly what it is in that moment. And so then like I have diabetes type one and type two that run in my family. My mom has thyroid cancer at 21 in between. Yeah. With with my, my sister and I, and well, yeah, it was right after my sister. And so this is all in my history, but at the time I just had a baby. I didn't really, I, even though you are in the medical field and you know, all this stuff, when it comes to your own life, you almost like, 
you like forget all of it in the moment. And you like, just like I always say with mom, mom stuff, like things come up. And at first I catch myself like, Oh my gosh, what do I do? And, and then I, I laugh. Cause my mom even said that too. Like when I was first in nursing school, I cut my finger and I'm like, mom, what do I do? I'm bleeding everywhere. And then she's like, Jackie, you take a deep breath. I remember what you do for a living. <laughs> what would you tell? What would you tell everyone else? And I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. I don't, I can trust myself. I'm safe. It's okay. <laughs> but we get in, into our heads and like forget that innate knowledge as well that we've learned and have carried into this world. Um, so just being able to go through that. And then we found out. So after we did some testing that I had two growths on my thyroid, my thyroid shut down. And that's why, because your thyroid controls your metabolism. Mm -hmm. It controls a lot of different hormones that are important in your body, but that's one of them. And so that was my body's sign of saying like there's something and I, and I knew that there was something not right, but that's why I kept putting on the weight because my, my metabolism was not working anymore. So I was storing everything versus burn to survive. And it was doing as best it could to, with what it had. So, and then found out, so I, I went through this, the, the whole journey. I was told by my endocrinologist when I went there because I had an, an ultrasound found that and then had to do all the stages. And then she pretty much told me that I needed to chop my thyroid out and be on medication for your Because if you don't have a thyroid, you have to take medication. My mom, right. my mom is living proof of this. And I knew that. And I'm like, this is not what I want. Like, this doesn't feel right. Like one of those, like I can throw a pity party for myself, but once again, something's telling me there's more that this doesn't have to be it. And so I kind of like, I'm, I'm listening to her as she's pretty much giving me the doom and gloom speech. And I said, thank you for your input, but there's got to be more. Like, I feel like there's got to be something else. And we went through and, and she pretty much was like, no, this is the only option. This is what medicine says. And I was like, okay, well, you already told me that this is not a fast growing cancer and, and it's small to start with. I have two growths, but it's small. I'm like, I feel like I need to, I can't just make a decision like this that changes my whole life in this moment right here with no other option. I'm like, I want to take three, three months since you said it's not like if, like if we're on the same page, like nothing's going to really change dramatically in three months. Let me do my own research. Let me see what else is out there. Because if you don't have it, like I need to make sure that I'm making an educated decision because I think that's important. Any choice you make, we get choices all day long, every day, every choice you make should be an empowered and educated decision. It shouldn't just be because. You know what I mean? Like embodied, like the, that's why I say when I'm empowered, I mean embodied, like, yes, trust your intuition, like trust your gut. And if that feels hundred percent, yes, in your body, then go for it. You don't have to be in your head. But at the same point, if I don't know something and something's feeling off and I'm not hundred percent sure, like that's also your intuition saying there's more to this, look into it. Mm -hmm. And so I went through and I did many different like holistic things, but there's not much available in your fingertips that you can find very easily in three months. So I did some stuff and, and I think it was helping my overall health, but I went in, did another scan. She told me from the scans that it got bigger, but my, my growths were part solid, part liquid. And so it was kind of like cystic. And when we went to the surgeon, like I was fully prepared, like, I don't want to necessarily do this because that's another piece that she told me. So what the normal procedure and what my mom went through is you'd take your thyroid out and then you'd have radioactive iodine that you would be drinking. You have to be away more than six feet away from your children or any child for a certain period of time. Well, I have a six month old baby and I have a seven year old at home, a six month old baby that's breastfeeding and counts on me <laughs> for life. Yeah. Um, a little difficult and I'm like, to stay away from. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, no, like, this is not like, 
I, I know what my mom shared and her experiences of all that. Like, I, I don't want this for me. There's gotta be something else. And I kept like, that was the story that kept playing. There's, there's something else. There's something else. There's gotta be something else. There's a different way. This is not how it's going to be. And I went to my surgeon and he's like, I don't like my husband doesn't cry in front of anyone. Like he's very, this is how it is or whatever. Like go with the flow type thing. But he cried with the, the thing because she pretty much told me that I was being selfish and I needed to think about my children. You're thinking about your children in the temporary, but what's going to happen when you're not here for them, then, then what's going to happen. And like, and so kind of like scared you. Like I, I don't do well with bullies. I'm not going to ever convince somebody to work with me. I'm never going to pressure somebody into something. You know what I mean? Like if you want to work with me, you know, because you have a connection with me, you're ready and you have a connection with me. It's not some forced decision. Like I don't believe in force ever because there's a way and reason for everything. And somebody like may not resonate with that. And, but that's not, that's not how I do things. Like I don't have to, I don't have to convince you of something. You have to convince yourself that this is what you want. That's not my job. That's your job to decide what's best for you. And I'm, who am I to tell you what's best for you? (laughs) And so if only everybody thought that way. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think that's just, just a different way of looking at the world. And that's how I look at the world. I've been told that a lot of times. I get told things like, Jackie, you have rose colored glasses on all the time. Like you can't see the bad in people. And they say that like, it's a bad thing. I mean, yes, it has its points where, where like, yes, I can get hurt easier, but I would take that hurt over closing off any day because I love being able to see the beauty in everyone and everything, Mm -hmm. even the people that hurt me. I get that too. Like, like Jackie, like they're so mean to you. Why do you still like send them love? And why do you still, why do you still like showing them compassion? Like you should cut them off or whatever and be like, and I'm like, no, because that's exactly what they're needing and what the world has told them so far. Mm-hmm. How is that bettering the world? For example, like my son, my son talking about the weight things that I, I had my kiddos and I was going through all of that. So I was heavier than I normally was. And and the anorexic thoughts were, were in my mind too. I was always doubt, already doubting myself. I had a, a little baby at home, like in the extreme, I had to go to the grocery store. Husband was home with the kids. And so I went to the grocery store. None of my clothes fit me, right? My maternity clothes were too big. And then my pre-baby clothes were not because it was kind of like, they're too small. So I had nothing that really fit me. So my, my pants were a little baggy, just trying to get the essentials and go in and out. And so I'm walking and I'm pushing the grocery cart and I'm kind of like, holding, kept pulling my pants up so they don't fall off me. Um, just getting my groceries to the van to be able to get home. And this lady very well put together lady came, came up and stopped me in the, as I'm going to my van out in the middle of the parking lot and like pretty much reamed me out for 10 minutes of how I need to take better care of myself and how I perceive myself to the world in, and like pretty much like told me that I am a hot mess and I need to get my shit together because I'm an embarrassment to everyone else around like literally just going on and I'm sitting here and most people would be like snap and I and all of a sudden it was like this inner strength came back out and I didn't say I just said well thank you for your input I hope you have a great and like because because I said I could I had a choice in that moment I could let that hurt fuel me and project back at her which is what she was looking for, I'm sure. Like, but, or I can remember that what she does not know me, what she's saying to me is just protection projections of the hurt inside of her, mm-hmm. how she feels like she has to be dolled up and put together every single day to be able to leave her house and things like that. 
like that, that, and, and, and that's when I looking at her, I could see and feel that like, that's what I felt. And I, my heart is so open where I'm like, I just, I just want to send you love that you, you have to feel that way. And you have to feel that you have to share things like that. Like that hurts my heart. Cause I, no one wants to live like that. No one should have to live like that. No. And I told, told my husband and my, my um, son was, my oldest son was there and he's like, mom, where is she? I want to, I want to go kick her butt and things like that. And I'm like, I'm like, honey, I love that you're so defensive and you're right there and you got my back. But I said, but what does that solve? It was a lesson for, for him too, in that moment. And he, I'm like, but that doesn't solve anything. That just, that just concretes that the world is always out to get you and mm-hmm. you're never like, you're never right. And that just, just reinforces bad patterns. I said, I hope, I hope that this situation was a lesson for her as well, that maybe it's a time to sit back and reflect that she didn't get what the normal response is that she probably has had a pattern of doing and receiving where it kind of stopped and interrupted her pattern. Like NLP always says, interrupt the pattern and made her reflect and say, huh, well, that wasn't what I expected. I was met with kindness there when normally if I was treated that way, it would be a completely different reaction. And like, that's what I think life is all about is those moments right there. I believe that everything happens for a reason. And what I mean by that and what, what I think the big picture and why that statement is the way it is, it's not necessarily the cliche meaning. It means mm-hmm. like when we come into this world, for one, we're the main character of our story. I'm not the main character of your story. And she's the main character of her story. We, we shouldn't be trying to be the main character of someone else's story. We are in charge of our own. But we also remember that we're not always the good one, the good guy or the bad guy in somebody's story too. Like we, we play both roles and we do that for a reason. Like I believe we come into the world and we agree to put into some situations that are, are not always in our light and shine light on us that make us look the best we could be in living up to our potential because it's a lesson for the other person and ourselves. Because I was actually just having a conversation with my cousin and she's like, Jackie, I've been trying, like, I know what you're saying and I, and I love your message and your, your business is going to grow because this is what people need. Like this is people need more like you and help them see the world in a different light. She goes, but I've been struggling with the event that happened to me the other, the other year of why what was the why of that? So she, she left work and got into a bad car accident. Then most, her car flipped, a drunk driver hit her and her car flipped. There's no way she should have probably survived that, but she came out with just some, some cuts and bruises. And she, she was looked out and the divine was watching over her. And I, and she's like, I just don't see the positive of that situation. And I said, in moments like this, like, let's, let's work through it. If you want to work through it, let's, let's look at it. And I want you to reflect. I said, so what, have been gained from that situation and she goes I don't know how it changed my life really now I'm a little more cautious and like I have that fear when I'm driving but I don't think that's necessarily a a benefit or a positive and that's how I shared the same concept that I was talking about sometimes we decide to be a good guy or bad guy in somebody else's story for them to learn and for us to learn and I was saying so maybe you decided coming into this world that you were going to be the wake-up call for that person because that person now, because of that incident, knows that they almost took their own life, but they almost took a child's life as well. And I said, that person may never touch another drop of alcohol ever again. I said, you might be that turning point and it gives them a choice and maybe they'll go down the other way, but that's not our responsibility. 
we agreed to give them the opportunity for them to make a choice and reflect on their life. And, and she's like, well, that makes sense. And I said, and also it teaches you that life is precious. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. Cause she's like, she's like, everything just had to add up just right. Cause we were talking about different timelines and how we have choices all the time. And she's like, for some reason that day, I, I always normally leave on time, but for some reason that day I left three minutes later than I normally do. The road was closed that I normally take. So I had to take a different, my coworker and I left at the same time and I decided to go first and she followed me because if she went first, Jackie, that would have been her. And, and then she's like, all the, the dots had to line up in a row to be that. And I said, but that's a beautiful realization to there. Like that tells you that there has to be a reason. And maybe you're not supposed to learn it right now. I said, you don't have to know everything in this moment. Life is a great mystery, but that is going to impact you some way, somehow, and it will come to you eventually. I said, maybe years down the road, you're going to come into a situation or maybe, maybe you'll think twice before you have a couple cocktails with girls and decide, oh, maybe I'm okay. Maybe that will be your choice of nope. Like I know how this could end. Even if I have a couple, like I know the possibilities of what can happen and you decide that. And maybe that's your, your, your wake up call too. Cause maybe that means if you decided that you didn't have that situation and you didn't have that and you thought it was okay, maybe you would have ended up being the one taking somebody else's life. And she's like, wow. Like I never thought of it that way. Like I, I never thought how one little thing could have shifted. She's like, she's like, if I would have, if I would have let my coworker go through like she would have experienced that. Like there's just one little thing, like everything had to line up the way it did for that to happen. And like, now that you say that, like that makes perfect sense. That's such like, a beautiful example. I'm just going to, I'm just going to be here yeah. for a second. It's such a beautiful example of how we're all connected though, right? Like all of those things had to line up and one thing, if one thing was different, that whole situation would have been completely different first of all. And I, but I think it's a, it's also a really great example of how, we tend to think that everything is for us and there's all, there's always something for us, right? There's always some sort of lesson, some sort of expansion, but there are also other people. And I think, and I'm just in using this, this example of your cousin, like I'm thinking of how many people would hold so much anger towards that other driver, right? Instead of thinking, what are, what are they thinking? What are they moving through right now? You know, people, we would hold so much anger and think, I don't understand why this happened to me, but we're all so connected, every single one of us. And that is really, it's so beautiful. I think a lot of people have a hard time seeing that, but it just, that's such an amazing reminder of how connected we all are on such a minuscule scale, much less a grand scale, right? And we tend to think that we're, we live separately from everyone around us, but we don't. Even the strangers, right? We're all connected. Well, and it's, it's not also like, I, you can't just jump to that place either. Like you have to honor what you're feeling as well. Mm -hmm. And people, that's where the positive, like the toxic positivity comes in. Like bad shit happens and it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to be like, what the hell? But you need to allow yourself to work through that and then you can see, but you can't rush to that point because then you're never really healing. What you're actually doing is repressing what you actually are feeling and experiencing in that moment because you're trying to do the right thing and be the good person. But you have to 
Like you have to realize your emotions aren't bad. You feeling what you're feeling in that moment is not bad. That is not what defines you. It's an experience and a process. And how, what I was sharing to her is one of the books that like helps really anchor this when I was going through my, my learning. It's called, it's a children's book. I think it's called The Little Soul in the Sun, I believe. And in this book, it is sharing this experience. So it's like this little soul is um, in heaven and he's talking to the sun, which would, would be representative of God, the divine. And he says, I want to go to earth and I want to learn a lesson. I want to go back to earth and I want to learn. And he goes, okay, what do you want to learn? And he said, I want to learn about forgiveness. And the little, the little soul is so, so excited. And he's like, so the son's like, okay, well, how are you going to learn that? And he's like, I don't know. And he's, and he's sitting there and he's thinking. And this little, the little girl soul comes out and said, I can help you. And, I, and he's like, oh, thank you so much. And he's so excited. And he goes, but you have to promise me something, she said. And he said, oh, anything, anything. And the little girl soul says, in order for me to teach you this lesson, I'm going to have to forget who I am. I'm going to have to do horrible things to you. And it's going to be your job to remind me who I am. And don't let me forget that. And um, it like that just hit home so much, like so much depth in oh a child. Gosh. But you know what I mean? Like, like that, that to me, like m- helps me think of like how we came into this life and these people that we think that are out to get us and are so mean. And, 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 and how could you do something like that where you think that this person is actually a blessing to us? This person is agreeing to this situation for us to learn deep things that we actually wanted in the first place. And that to me is love. <laughs> like there's, there's nothing around that. Like that, that is love to be able to sacrifice because we all, all at the core, our, love is at the core of everyone. Like we just want to be loved. We just want to be accepted. It's our conditioning and our traumas and our, our experiences and the stories that keep us living in our wounded aspects and going in this way. Because life is always about a collaboration. It has been from the beginning but we forget that. And that's why, that's why my business is all about coming back home, coming back home to your truth, to your body, to your being, and remembering that, remembering that we're all connected. We're not out to get each other. We're all here in a collaboration to work together, to grow together, to expand together. And I think that that is what the world needs in working through all of the, the traumas that got you where you're not bad where you're at. Like it's, it's once again, you're not broken. It's we're whole, but we need to remember we're whole and we're okay to accept every aspect of ourselves because we live in a world of duality. Oh my God. <laughs> well, that's the end of the podcast episode. That was the message right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that so much. So much beauty. So much, so much beauty. And I never planned to share that. That's just what came out. And this is what the message needs to be heard today. <laughs> Somebody that. somewhere needed to hear that. Somebody somewhere needs to hear this. And if that's you, please reach out to us so we can know that it's you. Absolutely. <laughs> but, oh my gosh. Like just so much. That's it. That's just <laughs> the love and the connection. And I think that's so beautiful. And the world really does need that. This is what... This is this new paradigm that we're moving towards and we're, we're leaving behind this bullshit of I am me on my own. It's me against mm-hmm. everyone else. It's me against the world. You know, this is happening to me and whatever, you know, whatever stories that you tell yourself and showing up for yourself. And I think the reality that a lot of people don't want to face is that 
showing up for yourself. You can't show up for yourself in the way that you want to truly want to in the way that you want to truly embody and live your life without recognizing or acknowledging how you connect with other people. Absolutely. We can't live life without other people if you really think about it. You really, you, how can you have a life you really by yourself? <laughs> you can't. Because life is all about interactions. You simply can't. And connections. And we rely on each other to survive. And there, there's a reason for that. And that's why I think that we can create this beautiful world. We all have this beautiful potential. It's just remembering and coming back to that truth. And that's what my practice is all about is using my healing modalities and, and using things that I use on a regular basis. Everything I teach is something that I use personally. I don't, I don't believe the world needs any more noise. They need, <laughs> they need something that they can apply and understand. And I'm the type of person, like if I wasn't a nurse, I would have been a teacher, which kind of go hand in hand because nurses teaching is a big part of nursing as well and mentoring. And so it's just kind of a natural transition that I'm in my holistic healing business now too, because I have all those beautiful qualities that I love into one and to be able to teach somebody and not just say, I don't know if you, you've experienced this in school. Like when you have a question for one, I was told it from youth, like when you ask a question, that means you, you, you don't have faith, you just don't understand. And so I was always scared to ask questions, even though I asked, like, I I'm always asking questions, but it's not out of a place of disrespect. It's out of a place of curiosity and a longing to deeply understand what's going on in the situation. And so that's one thing that I encourage everyone that works with me. Like, if you don't get something that I'm saying, say something. I have, I have a vast knowledge base of showing and sharing different examples that apply to your life in different ways. If you don't get this one, that just means you're not resonating to this example. I can show you a different way to understand the same co concept, but that more applies to you. And I have people say that like, like you, the way you share information is like, here's the concept. You can break it down into small chunks that are able to be digested in a different way that you never thought was possible. And, and so like being able to share and not just, can you, can you, when you ask a question, like, can you explain that? And they say the same thing back and back and over and over and over again, like pretty mm -hmm. much the exact same words, <laughs> like you didn't yeah. hear them. And I'm like, I'm like, you missed, like, you're not, that's not active listening. You didn't. You didn't hear that person, like truly hear that person because that person did not say, I don't understand the words coming out of your mouth. So say them again. Like I didn't hear you that way. They're not understanding the concept. So you can't, it's like Einstein says, you can't like, you can't repeat the same activity over and over and over again and expect a different result. Like you've got to come at from different topics and it's not challenging in a bad way. It's challenging that person and stretching that mentor to look outside the box too. And like, okay, what's another way to explain this? And then you both grow because I, I also don't believe in hierarchy. I don't want to be put on a pedestal as I'm up here. I am on the same level as everyone I work with because we're all learning and growing together. I have something to teach you. You have something to teach me. And that's beautiful. And I Once think again, that it comes that, back to that collaboration. I think in that to me, like comes back to integrity. And we were speaking a little bit about this before we actually started recording. But one, we're taught not to question other people of quote unquote authority, right? And there, there comes that hierarchy that is just complete bullshit, but we're taught to question ourselves and look outside of ourselves for the answer. And so I think that when we invite in 
conversation, first of all, an open conversation where everyone is heard and understood and seen. When we invite in that conversation and we encourage people to ask questions and we active listen, we actively listen and actively, you know, respond and thoughtfully respond, we won we can really teach people to look within for the answers because like you said earlier, again, before we started recording was all I need is me and I'm already here, right? So we encourage people, you know, by doing that, we encourage people to look within for the answer, but we also hold people in integrity, right? And like, if you asked me a question and I don't know the answer, I would say, you know, I'm not, I, I don't know. I'm not educated on this. You know, let me see what I can dig up and share with you later on kind of thing. And like what came through for me when you were using that, the the teacher example of not, you know, feeling safe asking questions is like, we've grown up in a society where people don't want to be challenged because they don't want to be, they don't want people to know that they're not in integrity with themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Like people don't, it's not that they don't want you to ask a question, it's that they don't want you to question they're their integrity. Yep. And they're afraid of you seeing them for their truth. Mm-hmm. Not that that truth is bad, but they're, we're conditioned not to be somebody else. Right. Everything we're taught is even in school, like you do stuff, you have to act a certain way. You have to do a certain thing. And it, and the self-expression is not quite there anymore. Like it used to be. I mean, and was it really there to start with? Like as a, as a child? Yes. If you go into a kindergarten classroom, like that self-expression is way different mm-hmm. than a high school. It's like almost we, we that curiosity and that wonder and that true acceptance. And like, you see these kids, they don't care what you look like. They don't care how old you are. They don't care anything. They'll run up to you and hug you. And like, there's just love, <laughs> love, yeah. overwhelming love in that situation. And it's not until we're older that we, we start judging ourselves and others and our own insecurities in that point. That's where that comes out. And and like we were saying with the, the finding our own answers, like that, that is huge for me. And that's what I tell myself, like, I'm a shamanic soul guide. I'm here to guide you. Mm-hmm. I can give you my, my job is to give you perspective and give you feedback of what I'm seeing. My job is not to give you the answers because you already know the answers. I'm here to help you find your answers and I, and, and me giving you an answer. It's kind of like that, that you give a man a, a fish he eats for a day. You teach him to fish he's set for life. Like, that's the same thing. Like, I don't want to create a, a community that relies on me. I'm going to give you the tools. I'm going to work through things. And what I mean like that is like, you don't need me. You want me in your corner to help you along the way, but you don't need me. You have everything you need already. I'm just the catalyst to help you get to A to B. And I want to give you the tools so you can continue. Cause I don't, I want to set you up for success. I don't want you to be like, oh, now I have to go back to Jackie because she's the only one that can be. No, <laughs> no. That's, I don't want to take your power away. Yeah. You, I want you to step back into that power. You could be like, yes, Jackie always brings out the best in me. And that's why I want to talk to her because I know she'll help me find the answers inside myself. Like that's, that's the legacy I want. Mm-hmm. I don't want Jackie fixes everything so I can go there and she's just going to make it all better. Because in reality, that's, that's an illusion too. Like that's yeah. what a lot of people think with energy work. We'll just wipe it away and, and we're going to be perfect for the rest of our life. I'm like, no, like you got to do all layers. Like you can't, it's not just a one quick fix. Well, I think if you have to continuously go to someone else to quote unquote fix 
your problems. You're one, you're never connecting with yourself and you're always looking outside of yourself for answers. But also, like like you just said, you don't want people to be like, oh, Jackie can fix it, right? Like, oh, May can fix it. No, I can't. If you have to continuously come back to me to fix something, then I'm really not fixing anything. And the reality is that it's not my job to. I right? can't make you do the work. I can lead you. Mm-hmm. That's why I call myself a guide. I can Absolutely. lead you, but I can't guarantee your success because you have to commit to yourself. Absolutely. You have to invest in yourself. And you that's have your to power. know that your worth and your power to be able to commit and follow through and do the work and not just partially. Like the work's not always pretty, but you don't have to look at it as a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Like every time I do do self work for they're like they're like we just did a bunch of, like I just did a leadership training and they're like you're the you're the only one that I've ever seen at the end of this like still full of smiles and like holding your own <laughs> like like what what planet did you come from? Like where like how are you holding yourself so together? When like you just got like ripped apart and put back together and like reborn again, like that's the whole process. And I said, the thing is, I know my truth. Like I've done the work. I know my truth. And even though like we always are up leveling, I'm always learning. And that's why I still do these programs and things like that, because there's always another level. Like I'm never, I'm never going to stop. And there's no such thing as perfect. I'm just, I want to be the best being. I want to be the best person I can be. And when I up level myself, I can help more people because the deeper I go, the deeper I can take others. Cause you can't take anyone that you haven't gone where you haven't gone and you're not willing to go. Absolutely. And that's what I think people are like, Jackie, you take me so deep and you can do all these things. I said, because I've been there. I know how it feels. Like I've been in that muck. I felt like I'm drowning and I struggled and found my way out of it. And I want to be that lifeboat to help you figure out how to do it. I'm not going to do it for you, but I'm going to help guide you through. And that's why the practices that I do, that I use help you. They're, they're about connecting back. Like demonic breath work is about, we take you through this process and it's not about me giving you the answers. It's about teaching you a tool to tap back in and connect to yourself to find the answers. You go on a journey with yourself and you have, you're like embodied and you, then you get to express that and then process through that. And the processing part is where we are like, okay, this is what I just experienced. So this is what's coming up. I'm stuck. I don't know exactly what this means. Well, you do. What are you pretending not to know? Like, pretending not to know. What like, are you like holding back in from here? Because we know, but we get scared of our own truth. Mm-hmm. So what is, I mean, you've been talking about this the whole time, like shamanic soul guy, which is a, tw- a term that you coined, yeah. right? And I love it. And I love that you use the word guide because, I mean, like we've been saying, you can't, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink it, right? It's not... We can't make you do anything, and that's really a person in their power is someone who steps into that and says, okay, yeah, look at Jackie doing all these really amazing things. I know that she can help me, but I also recognize that she's not doing it for me, right? So how did that term come to be, Shamanic Soul Guide? How, where did that come from? I'm willing to bet it was like an intuitive download <laughs> that you yeah. received. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And like, I, lo- I love yeah. that term. So shamanic soul guide to me, I wanted, I was figuring out what to call myself for a long time because yes, I'm an RN. That's easy. I went from holistic healer. Cause I'm like, I, I, there's so much I do and so much I offer that you can't put in a couple words like that. You, you just can't wrap all of that into one little package. I'm like, how do I do this? And I don't want to be put in a box. 
that's one thing that I've tried to do my whole life is get out of the damn boxes Mm -hmm. and just be myself and let go of all the expectations and the labels that I almost took my life at 15 because of all the expectations I put on myself and society and everything like that. Like, it's very important to me to get out of the box and just be me. And so I'm like, how do I do that? That I don't get lumped into like automatically like, oh, I know, I know what a life coach does automatically. And I'm like, well, then I do something that creates curiosity. Shamanic soul guide. Well, I've never heard of that. What is that? And so I'm like, okay, I actually got it in a breath work myself, like what I wanted to call because I asked myself, I'm like, I'm like, I want to go on this journey and figure out like, what am I? What is my purpose? What am I doing? What am I bringing into this world? And that brings you into what what is a shamanic? Like what what is being shamanic? And to me, that is the life spectrum. Like I was telling you earlier, like in nursing, I've gone all different spectrums of life, Mm -hmm. all different parts. And to me, a shaman is what they say is a wounded healer that's led first, that guides a walker between both worlds that can see things that not everyone else sees. And it's that, that believes in the cycle of we're born, we live, we die, we're reborn. And we do that not just physically in life, but spiritually and developmentally through our whole thing. A part of us, a part of our old self dies for a new part to be reborn. Mm -hmm. And not being afraid of those cycles and owning those cycles. So that's really important to me. That shamanic piece is really important to me because that's the way I live a life. I, I live the shamanic way every day. It's not just a modality for me. It's, it's a way of being. And um, knowing that and showing people the beauty and how to connect to themselves and that you are your own healer. Like I'm not doing the healing for you. And that's why I moved away from the holistic healer because I don't want the concept in your mind that I'm doing the healing for you. I have the shamanic soul guide because I'm activating the inner healer inside of you. Not just me. We are activating that inner healer that you know what's best for you and what you need and giving you back your power. I don't believe in disempowering. You need to step into your own power. And so shamanic is, is my way of life. And soul is coming back to home. Like that's, that's everything that I stand for is connecting back into that soul. And when you connect back from the soul, you connect back into love. You connect back into that community you connect back to everything. That's the oneness, the pure potential of life. And that energy is huge for me too. So everything that's connected to that is so, so important. And like I was saying with guide, like I went from mentor and guide and like I, all of those, I'm all of those things in one, but I really wanted to move away from that healer piece because I want to already put it in your, your mind that I am the guiding you, but I'm not doing the work that you have to do the work once again, to reinforce your power. And so I, I just wanted to share like, how I got into shamanic breath work because I didn't know about shamanic breath work before I actually did it. I actually was, I was, I've learned, especially in nursing and stuff, we've learned breath work techniques and things like that, like different breathing exercises and things like that to help you ground and center and calm your nervous system. And I was like, okay, well, I feel like I need, I, I, I'm ready to get certified in this because I, I love breath work to start with and I want to be able to facilitate it. So I was looking at these different programs and I actually was found a program that I'm like, okay, this is the one I'm going to do. I'm going to sign up. I got to save up the money for it. And I went to go pay that first down payment. And I went on the site and Shamanic Breathworks website came up. Talk about divine orchestration there. Oh I've God. never seen this website ever in my life. And I went to go, go sign up and I'm like, what is this? And I, once again, I believe everything happens for a reason. So I was like, okay, well, let me, let me look at this. Like, what is it? And it was like, 
it was just calling. It was my soul calling saying like, this is where you need to be. This is where you're supposed to be. And I trust that. I trust my intuition. I've learned that well enough every time I go against it, that nothing good happens. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, I don't really know what this is. And I don't really know what I'm signing up hundred percent for, but I believe everything happens for a reason. And this is where I'm meant to be. And so I signed up and then it was, I've, I've, this is kind of a repeating history. Like, like I must have lived many lives as doing stuff like this in, in the past, I swear, because I did that with pranic healing. Like I, I found out about pranic healing when I was on a couples retreat with my husband and there were four couples down there. Never heard of pranic healing before. I've heard of Reiki and things like that, but never pranic healing. One of our guides on our excursion was, we were talking about being nurses and stuff and, and like my view of life. And she's like, you need to find pranic healing. She goes, you need to find a pranic healing center and you need to do this. Cause she did pranic healing. She goes, this, this would be beautiful for you. This is what you are about. Like, this is, this is everything you represent. Like you need to do this. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, I think there's one in California. I'm in Wisconsin. So California is not necessarily right next door. <laughs> right and next I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, well, I mean, there's once again, there's always a reason that things get put in our place mm-hmm. and connection. If you hadn't yes. connected with that woman, you know? Like, yes. And I, I wasn't going to go to Costa Rica. That was the first trip away from my babies, like alone, like with my husband and I, like, I'm like, I can't go to another country oh. and leave my babies here. And I was really struggling with that. And because I did, everything lines up like that. Once again, everything happens for a reason. And so I came back and I was like, okay, well, let's look into this. There was a center that taught pranic healing about two and a half hours away from me, actually in, in Wisconsin. And so I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, I signed up. I'm like, this is what I, like, I need to at least go there. When I did it and I did my first class, it was like, like my mind explosion. I was like, this is what I did for my little sister. Like my little sister struggled with infertility. She tried almost five years to get pregnant and she finally did. But at one point, like, she's like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm trying to do all the healthy things. And she was just stressing herself out. And one night I sat and we did, we did intention meditations and things like that. Like picturing what you want, picture that, picture that beautiful um, baby and things like that. And one night I sat there and I, and I connected a source and I was like, like, God, what do I need to do? Like, I know this is not my job, but what can I do to help? Like, I feel in my heart, like, what can I do to help? And I imagined her womb space and I was moving energy and I was, cause I, I've done many different other energy things. And I was, and I was like, imagining this, this, like I'm cleaning it out and I'm, I'm putting beautiful pink energy in there in conditional love. And I just felt like radiating from every cell of my body. Then I was in pranic healing and we were going through and that's, that's like the core of pranic healing. You clean the space, you clean the energetic space and then you infuse it. And depending on the color, like, and I did that before I even knew, like, that's, it's just like a preview of what I was doing. And so like, when I did shamanic breath work, it was kind of like another one of those moments, like, my soul already knew, like, this is what I was going to do. I don't want to just do, do, okay, we breathe now go ahead and on your way. <laughs> like, like, I've, I've been in circles, like, that's kind of, and it's not, it's not a bad thing. I'm not trying to say anything bad about it. But shamanic breath work is a whole experience. Like, it's nothing that I ever expected. Because in shamanic breath work, we not only have, we, we open the circle, we then do set our intentions. And then we go through this beautiful journey. We come back, we do what I call as expression piece. Um, we make a mandala and kind of like everything of our experience, we kind of put down in words or picture, getting the energy on paper. And then after that, we share our paper, like without in our mind, like this is our inner body. We're just putting it on there. It doesn't even need, like, why am I drawing a frog right now? I don't even know why. Like, I don't even see that. Why am I drawing a frog? There's a reason. And then we go into the processing piece where, where we share not only our expression piece, but our experience 
of the experience. It's like in this, the music brought out this part, like this happened and, and we can kind of break it down. Like, what does that mean to you? Okay, so you saw a wolf come in here and whatever, or, or all of a sudden this black snake showed up, and, and, but I wasn't afraid of it. And then I was like, well, do you know that snakes aren't necessarily a bad thing? Snakes also can represent Kundalini. And I can share different perspectives of where I've come from. And, and I always say, try it on. You know the answers. I'm just giving you ideas and you, you'll know, you'll get that intuitive hit like, ah, there's something there I need to go in further. Like that, that's what it's all about. And that's what I love about shamanic breath work has, has done so much for me. And it's a piece that I kind of asked the universe. And this is why I think that it, it, it came to me the way it did is like, you're ready. This is what you were meant to do. And now you're ready to do it. Because I said, like grieving my mom, I've always been the strong one. I've always told myself, I've numbed myself. I can feel emotions. I'm a very emotional person, but I didn't let myself feel the full spectrum and let myself fully break down when I needed to break down. I'd always rein myself back. Rain. And I lost my mom to cancer, three years, three year cancer journey. And in 2022, or no, 2020, this is 2022, <laughs> two years ago in 2020. And it was actually, she passed away on my sister's birthday. So it was very, very hard. And it was a bumpy road. I'm not going to lie. It was those three years were a bumpy road because my parents went through a divorce and I came from a very loving, like close knit family. So it was kind of like, we, me and my sister are now old, but older, like not little kids anymore, but we kind of got in that position, like choose, like, you know, mm -hmm. a competitive thing. Like, and I wouldn't cho choose. I said, I love you both. Like you're both my parents, no matter what you do. That's, that's me. I'm unconditional love. Like I, there's, my love is not conditional because of this situation. Now I don't love you. Mm -hmm. Like you, doesn't matter how bad you hurt me or whatever you do. Like, I'm never going to stop loving you. I can distance myself and give myself boundaries but my love never goes anywhere. Like it is not leaving. And so I had to kind of deal with some of that toxicity because she, she went into it and kind of like her wounds were speaking in that point. And it was, it was a whole nother story we could go down, but, but it was a learning lesson for me too, to be okay with on my own. Okay. To have that space and still navigate that love and be okay with being misunderstood. Cause that's always been a big fear of mine. I don't have to always have people understand my story. They don't have to understand why I do what I do, but she knew. And especially at the end, because I was the one to be able to be with her with her last breaths. I helped her through that last day and a half on this earth. And I thought that was the most beautiful thing. She brought me into this earth. It's only my right to be able to help her take, mm. take her last breaths and, and leave this earth. And even though that we weren't always like seeing eye to eye in certain things, but in that moment with in that silence where she couldn't speak anymore, there's so much said without being said. Yeah. And like, she would try, she'd try, like, she, I'm sorry. Like we wanted to apologize for all of the things. And I said, you don't have to, I know, like, you don't have to put the words out. I know. And that was a, such a beautiful experience, but I never fully let myself mourn and feel, feel that anger and that grief, feel that love, like both sides of the spectrum. You know what I mean? Like I felt guilty and being angry and feeling abandoned and put in that position. But at the same point, I felt so much sorrow and love and passion and gratefulness. And it's, a, it's confusing to feel all those emotions at once. <laughs> and no one prepares you for that. And, and then I'd, I'd let myself feel, I'd break down. But then I'd pull myself together because I'd have stories like, Jackie, you're the strong one. If you fall apart, who the hell is going to hold everyone else together? Like, Because that's, that's been my role since a little girl. Mm -hmm. Take care of your sister. She needs you. Take, take care of it. Like, 
mom's emotional. Mom, mom needs you. Like I've always been, been that point, the shoulder to cry on, which I love. I love being that support role, but I need to allow myself to be supported and have my own space to feel as well. And so shamanic breath work, let me tap into that. Let me feel all the full spectrum emotions, get out of my head and in my body and awaken pieces of me that I never even knew that I was repressing. And that was still there that needed to be addressed because it's never just one event. That one trigger has millions of things under it to get mm-hmm. it to that point. Like, like you're like, why did I just snap? Because my kid said he wasn't going to do the dishes and he just set it down. Like, why, why am I so frustrated about this now? That has nothing to do with the events right then there. It's a feeling about yourself. It's a feeling about, about something deeper that just happened to trigger in that moment. It's like, that was just the cherry on top of the whole thing. And now the volcano is exploding. That, that, that's just a food analogy that popped in my head. We, I homeschool my, my two younger ones. So that's, we were talking about making like a Mentos thing. And that's what I just imagined like this cupcake. And then all of a sudden turning into like a food volcano. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> that's where my brain goes. <laughs> But yeah, there's just so much beauty and like because of what it's done for me and allowed me to experience and feel and tap into pieces that I'm I'm very self-aware that I never even knew possible. Like I just want to give that medicine to other people to be able to find those answers from in because not only can you heal, but you can find that true guidance. And that's where the name came from, because I sat and I was like, okay, like what what am I here for? Like, what is my purpose? Like, what am I supposed to do? I don't want to do what I'm told that I'm supposed to do. Like I want to do what I'm meant to do and know a hundred percent in every part of my body that this is what I'm doing and this is what I'm supposed to do. And so like, that was my intention behind the journey. And then that's, that's where the, the name came from and that, that I live the shamanic way. I've always lived the shamanic way. Um, it's all about leading and guiding by example, like that you go through the muck to be able to help somebody else. And you, you travel between, between all worlds. I can go in the mental, emotional, and the physical here and now and, knowing that we're multidimensional and there's cycles, there's cycles of life. And so I just thought that was beautiful. And that, and it gives that curiosity that people can then reach out and say, Hey, what exactly is that? I don't, I don't know exactly what that is, which some people tell me there's a flaw that, that, Oh, you, you want to have a clear message or whatever. Mm-hmm. Otherwise they're not going to, they're not going to buy from you. But I've realized that I need to stop the noise from what everyone else expects, because this is my business, which is the extension of me and who I am. And the right people are going to come. The right people are going to find me. And it's not about doing. It's about being. Absolutely. Energy speaks way more than any words or actions could do. The intention behind it is the powerful part. Oh, I love that so much. And I love, I think you really like hit the nail on the head in, in talking about the spectrum of things that we feel and that we experience because we tend to see, like, every, there's duality in everything, right? And we tend to think of everything as very black and white, and we choose this thing over that thing, and it's, well, you know, when we lose someone close to us, we feel like, oh, I should be grieving, I should feel sad, so I'm going to feel sad, and then we don't allow ourselves to feel any anger, any anger, guilt, or anything else that might come up, you know, and it's, life is not that simple. It's not black and white. And you can feel that sadness and that love at the same time. And you can feel that anger and that guilt at the same time. It's all here for us and it's all an extension of us. And that's where we really get in our own ways when we don't allow ourselves to fully express or fully embody us really. 
And I love the way that you use everything happens for a reason, because I feel like, yes, it's, it's very cliche. It's seen as a very, you know, cliche quote. And I have a lot of love hate relationships with the majority of quotes, the majority of popular quotes that people say, (laughs) but I love the way that you use it because I think that we tend to use it in times of grief and pain or, you know, and things that we don't like happen to us. And we say, oh, everything happens for a reason. Almost like comfort as a way. Yeah. It's like, it's a, we use it kind of as a scapegoat, really. And oh, it's well, not necessarily, happens. it's taking away from that moment, to be Absolutely. perfectly honest. <laughs> and like, oh, everything happens for a reason. Okay, yeah, that's good enough for me then. You're like, no. But when you're hurting, you don't want to hear that. If you really think about it, like, no, you just no, you lost don't. somebody. Everything happens for a reason. No, you're not in a space to receive that at that no. moment either. <laughs> Which just is a, is a whole other rabbit hole of how we don't, know how to connect with people when they're feeling feelings right because we're not in touch with our own we're not connected yeah I think you hit it on the nail on the head is where when you're you're talking about how you how we feel and how we we have to think what we feel right there mm-hmm. stop breaks if we think about that feeling doesn't come from our head it comes from our body so as soon as we start we thinking that we have to do something we need to stop take that breath and say okay I need to anchor back in my body mm-hmm. what am I truly experiencing what am I feeling right now out of my head into my heart yes absolutely oh I love it I love it this has been like such an amazing conversation and I feel like you are the most open-hearted person I know like the stories when you're talking about that woman in the in the grocery store parking lot I'm sitting here thinking to myself I would have fucking exploded at that (laughs) woman (laughs) like I would have been that person that gave her that what she was looking for it takes a lot just meeting her with love and I'm just like what is happening I on like I don't think I've ever had a conversation with someone and I mean I've had some of the most beautiful conversations in my life on this podcast with some of the most amazing people but like I don't think I've ever had a conversation with someone who is so open-hearted and who like literally just meets everyone with so much love that's kind of how I look at life though I have to meet you where you're at and I think that's a a lesson that I've already mastered in life. Like that's my purpose here is to Mm -hmm. share love, show people what love truly is, even in the hard times, because it's easy to love in the good times, Of course, but it's harder to love in the, in the things that are pushing your buttons (laughs) and being able to be open and vulnerable and feel that and, and fully honoring yourself in that feeling and knowing that it's okay. Like I, not that I, not that I wasn't triggered, like, mm-hmm. like I, I want people to understand that. Like, it's not that I didn't have those thoughts that come through. Like I could do that, but I made a choice in that moment. I knew I have the awareness to know, like I could have did this or I could have did that. And I took those few seconds to tell myself, like, I almost look at it. Like, like I see everyone's inner child. If you want to put it that way, like, that's what I see. Like it's easier if you saw a little kid doing that to you, your reaction is going to be a lot different than that woman you know what I mean Mm -hmm. because that's what I see in people I see that pure potential that that pure wonder that childlike wonder and curiosity and just wanting to be loved and when people do that it's like I can see that little child breaking down and when a little child is breaking down you don't scream at it you sit there and and hold it and love it because that's what it needs in that moment it doesn't need more anger it needs more love that's so beautiful Oh my gosh. I'm feeling all the love. (laughs) I love it. 
for anyone who is listening and they are ready to also feel all the love and lead themselves to an empowered place and they're ready to connect with you and work with you, where do they go? So I have a website, Grow with Jackie B. I try to keep it as simple as possible. That kind of gives a little bit of background on how to work with me. But where I hang out the most right now is Instagram. So if you go to Grow with as my handle, and you'll find me and my website and reach out to me. I love connecting with people. I generally do that. I'm not like, you know how you get like spans in the IG, like, hey, beautiful to connect. Thanks for the follow, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, I genuinely mean that. Like, I see you and I am so glad that we get this interaction and I get to know you. Like, I truly mean that genuinely. And I know people say it as a cliche. So it's like, how do you break that barrier too? Like, I want you to reach out. I want you like to say, hey, Jackie, your words touched me because that is confirmation that I don't necessarily need. I don't need self-validation. Like, I don't need that validation, but it reminds me of my purpose and that I am affecting people. And it just adds the fuel that I already know in my heart. This is what I'm supposed to do. So reach out and say, Hey, this is what I'm struggling. Like, Hey, I love your message. Like, how do I work with you? What would it look like? Cause I want to make sure that it's a good fit for you. And I have several different things. Like what works best for you? Because I want to be a service to you. I'm not going to sell you nothing. Like I told you earlier, like I don't have to sell you. Like I want you to be in service and actually get something because we don't need more noise in the world. We need more healing and love. We need more of people. Yes. Humanity. Heart humanity. True humanity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. And you have a monthly shamanic circle that you do. Can you tell, talk a little bit about that? Yes. So every month I do a virtual shamanic breathwork circle. So that means you can, I did it virtually so then we can connect all over. We do Zoom. So we'll hop on Zoom and we'll take you through the process. It's just like a regular healing circle. We'll open the circle. We'll do the experience and we'll close the circle. Every month you can come back. It's only $33. You hop on. It's about almost three hour healing workshop. And I say interactive. It's not recorded because it's one of those things like people are sharing from the heart. And I don't believe in recording that and censoring people and sharing their personal things. And you have to be present. Like that's the whole thing. That's what I'm all about is being present in that moment and connected to your body. If you're recording, it's not quite the same. Like I want you to be there and commit to yourself. So every, every month we have it and I would love for you guys to try it out and test it out. I mean, see, see how it works for you. Like I said, it's changed my life beautifully. And eventually it might be more than once a month. I might, as it grows, I might offer it more. I want to make sure that we have enough where I'm serving everyone and it's not too big of a group where everyone can be seen, heard, and felt because that's the whole point of the container. It's creating this safe container for you to process and feel through and find the answers that you need and you're held and supported and safe and seen, heard, and felt. I love that. I will join sometime. I love that. (laughs) I will for sure. Yes, the dates, I always update them on my uh, website. So if you go with grow with jackiebee.com and you'll go to the link that says work with me, there's one that says shamanic breathwork circles. And then I update, I put the next shamanic circle and then I put kind of tentative what the next couple months are going to be. So you can kind of plan ahead. Perfect. That's amazing. Okay. I have one last question for you. And that is what does luxuriously fierce mean to you? I love, I love that Satan. And just like, as you said that, like the energy to me, It means standing in your truth and be fiercely you, like being authentic, like that luxurious feeling of being in your body, not your head, in your body, fully embodied, empowered, 
being and fiercely going after your dreams and whatever you want to create. You're, you're the creator of your life. I love that so much. I love it. You are the creator of your own life. And that's what it means to be fierce in your own luxury, in your own home. I love it. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. Like I, I want to say more, but I don't know what that more is. Like it's, you know, it's sitting, it's brewing. I'm so grateful that you, that we hopped on and I'm so glad that the divine intervention that we experienced a couple times throughout this recording brought us here because this is absolutely magical and I'm so, (laughs) I'm so, I just love it. Thank you so much for having me. Like this is, this means the world to me and working through and showing up as myself and not worrying. Like I was sharing earlier with you that I just want to share the readers. Like I was trying to tell myself excuses, like creating my own excuses. Like my dog got up every hour on the hour last night, had to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, so I didn't get a lot of sleep. And I was like, now I can't get dolled up and I can't, I can't do this. I can't do that. I was telling myself that. And I was like, but who says I can't? I'm like, no, I, I need to commit to me and people need to know who I am. People need to know my message because they can't hear me if I don't share and I don't be me. I don't need to be somebody else. I don't need to hide. I don't need to, to put on all these things because that's not who I am. Like, this is who I am. Not that those things are bad. I could dial up and do whatever, but that's not going to change who I am at the core and the message that I'm sharing. And that's all what this this whole podcast is about and this is why I started it is for people to show up in their you know in their energy in their authentic self and share their beautiful work and their messages with the world in in a natural way absolutely in an authentic way and that's when you were saying like you there's so much more you can feel it brewing it's like you don't have to say mm-hmm. it though it's those unspoken words that speak louder than the words themselves like you feel there's it so much you in silence <laughs> absolutely If you loved this episode or know someone who would, share it and show some love. Screenshot the episode in the app, share it to your Instagram stories along with your favorite fierce moment from the episode. And don't forget to tag me at Luxuriously Fierce Podcast. You can also subscribe, leave a review, and follow me on Instagram at Luxuriously Fierce Podcast and at Luxuriously Fierce underscore. Thank you for listening to today's episode and don't forget to tune in next week for more things Luxuriously Fierce. The Luxuriously Fierce podcast is sponsored by Goddess Support, an oracular online business management company providing you high-level intentional support so you can be the creative and visionary in your business. Goddess Support goes the distance that traditional business coaching doesn't. Imagine having a turnkey team of goddesses that have your back with everything from strategy to implementation. That's what's possible with Goddess Support. We exist to serve the goddess that is you, and we are honored to help fulfill your big vision. Learn more at goddess.support or find us on Instagram at goddess.support.